Welcome to the creative side of things. Where we empower and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs to tap into their inner creative. From standing out in saturated markets. To debunking and challenging the status quo. We'll learn firsthand from actual small business owners how they've applied creativity, imagination, and common sense to grow their businesses. I'm Javier, chief creator and founder of High Ground Creative. And I'm Megan, founder and CEO of Chicken Co. Clothing. I'm Gen X and her dad. I'm Gen Z and his favorite daughter. Oh, that's debatable. Well, it's not up for debate. Together, Together we, we are, are creative thinkers, design experts, branding gurus, imagination igniters, and coffee addicts. Keep listening and we'll prove it to you. Hey, you might learn something. Imagine that. Ready? Let's, Let's get, get creative. creative. Hello. Hey, we're back. Hi, Dad. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Right Brainers. Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Megan, and to my right is my other co-host. I am her father. Who is also my dad. Yes. We also just happen to be related. So. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Creative Side of Things podcast, where we empower and inspire you to tap into your inner creative, because everyone's creative. Everyone's creative, people. Please listen to me. Everybody's creative. If you think you aren't, you just haven't figured out what that creative thing is yet. So we're here to help with that. Absolutely. And, and we, we do so by bringing in guests and having topics. And Yeah, and we try to see what kind of things our guests did to solve problems, use creativity, imagination in their lives, in their spaces. Why are my glasses falling up? It's, there's a vibration going on in here. Maybe no glasses for a few. Like, they're like fogging up. See that? That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Like a sauna. Um, so let me <laughs> recap. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, let me recap a little bit. If uh, this is the first time you've seen and listened to this, <clears throat> our Acres of Diamonds, you'll see it in our branding for this season, season yes. two. Um, we, we, I'll, I'll quickly summarize this again. Um, we all want to conquer the world. We want to create impact. That's awesome. World dominant, you know, do that. Not However, world domination. domination, world, world <laughs> impact, right? So Being I'm going to rule the world. Listen to me, peons. No. Being influential, influential, instead instead of an influencer. influencer, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. However, um, many do that at the expense of seeing what's in their backyard. Um, yeah, we have they a think out. It's better. Bigger is better, but. We, if you can't thrive locally, you can't thrive nationally. Right. You can't. Absolutely. You can't dominate the world like that. Exactly. It starts <laughs> down. It starts here. So, yeah. so we're uh, here to highlight those. We're going to do that. So we're uh, highlighting people within our backyard in Delaware, which is the second smallest state uh, after Rhode Island. But we have a lot of influential inf uh, people that are creating impact in their space uh, within our community. And yeah. so acre, hence Acres of Diamonds. Uh, gems and diamonds not diamonds in the rough but diamonds there so yeah. <clears throat> uh, today's guest is n no different than that it's uh we're going to really bring that in because these are folks that i know personally and uh care about professionally and personally and they're a client of my of high ground for you know uh, for several years but what they're doing uh, it's also another testament of you don't always have to be in the forefront in the light to be making an impact. And these two individuals are somewhat there, but they're doing a lot of amazing things within their space. So, um, there you and, go. That's and a pretty to some aspect, everyone in Delaware knows of this. Yes, correct, correct. So, um, um, even if you haven't gone in, you know it. So, right. I wanted to share a quote. Um, we don't know who said it, but which is better than quoting the wrong person, which we've done before. It is. <laughs> which you've done. <laughs> but I really like this because um, with creativity and uh, you have like a connection with people uh, with creativity and, and this kind of brings that out with our guest today. So it says innovation in healthcare doesn't just come from a lab. It comes from understanding the needs of the human heart. And it's kind of metaphorical right. because... At the end of the day, the patient is what matters. So innovation in healthcare does, doesn't just come from a lab. It comes from understanding the needs of the human heart. And I've had many conversations with these individuals in, the, in what they're doing, that the focus is the person, the focus is their, the, that. That's the, what matters. Yeah. Um, uh, everything kind of stems from the inside. Very heart-driven uh, individuals in their organization. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce um, Lauren Webb. <clears throat> Uh, and Jeff uh, Calderon, um, who are uh, basically, um, there's a lot of people in this organization. They're from Dedicated to Women, uh, OBGYN Associates in Delaware. But they're more than this, right? And these folks, these two individuals, there's a big team here 
But for all, they might, you know, deny it, but they basically run the show. <laughs> <laughs> or at least drive the ship and drive the direction and, 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 and set the pace. And everybody kind of follows that. Um, that's why we kind of wanted to bring them in there because you, these two folks are, are work hand in hand very closely every day and they're in the same office and <laughs> they love each other I'm sure but they also hate each other at the same time and we want to pull all that information out because we don't want to just know we want to get to know what they do and we're going to dive into that but also get to know the person which is a fun Lauren dynamic because we've I mean we've had to learn our differences and how we work together and like like my weaknesses are your strengths and vice versa and how we kind of balance that. and that, that flows right into this as well in business and how you work um, you use creativity to kind of fix those obstacles and, right. and work with people. Right, right, right. So by title, uh, Lauren Webb is the Director of Operations over at Dedicated to Women. Um, Jeff is the Executive Director. I know you don't care about titles, but you have to have a title. <laughs> uh, in charge of what's next. That's a good title. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> for, so without further ado, uh, Lauren and Jeff. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Good to have you both. Yeah, we're yeah. really excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks for coming in. And I didn't have to, you know, bribe or anything, so appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I reached out to Lauren. Hey, do you think Jeff would be up for this? I think so. Let me talk to him. Oh, yeah, I just told like half the details of yesterday. I'm like, oh, and it's recorded and it's on video. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's a podcast. But I did say it wasn't live, so I didn't yeah. want to freak out Jeff and you have him like walk out of the place. I don't think I could even handle a live podcast. Yeah, live is it's scary. You can't I, I love recording and being able to re-record and, and yeah. tweak it a bit. So. Yeah. But having said that, we don't tweak. We don't. No, I'm, yeah. I mean like Instagram stories. or right, right, right. <laughs> I just re-record if I stutter. But on here, you guys just have to accept it if I stutter. <laughs> By the way, I am just yeah, giving just up on the glasses. Yeah, no glasses. <laughs> today. I am fogging up the glasses. I don't know why. Um, so it's not warm in here, is it? It might so just be like this is me. hot-headed. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say this. I told Jeff this, but I didn't say that, um, after this, this afternoon, I'm going to go to a Survivor casting call. I'm so excited. And in, in about an hour from here. It's cool uh, how close that is. It is. Like and it I've applied really for the well. show many times. It's the people that know me closely know that I'm a huge coffee fan, but also huge Survivor fan. I, you know, I'm, people put in, <laughs> people put, put, people put the office or put friends on whenever they want passive TV. I put Survivor on. Yeah, we all know, have our thing. You know, so I just run it all the time and I'm a big, you know, I have my Survivor buffs and my shirts and I, ah, so um, I'm going to be the old guy. You know how they have to check every box in these reality shows? Right, you hit I, the Democrat. I, I, yeah, I'm the old guy. Yeah. But actually, I'm, per, I'm Puerto out. Rican guy. I'm an old Hispanic. Yeah. I got two. It could I mean, work out in your benefit. I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know, last season, just to let you know, a 50-year-old one Survivor. So it's, wow. there's president here. Yeah. I, you seem so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So this is not about me. Let me no, turn yeah. it back to to Lauren and Jeff. Uh, thank you for having uh, for being here. And I, I want to set a set a tone here because there's people that are going to listen to this who know who you are, but there's a lot of people who don't. And I'm talking about you personally, but also um, what dedicated to women is all about. So I, um, when we ask questions, it's not like you know one and one. It just it's a conversation. Just jump in, work with each other. Interrupt each other. Interrupt <laughs> each other. We talk over each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bella but hates it because Bella has to hit the button about who's talking or like what yeah. camera hits. Because it's um, like broad and there's two of you, if you each could just kind of um, go over what you do and like the what it is in your opinion, and then it might be a different, we might get a different kind Yeah, so of let's see. Let's see. Um, let's get to know Lauren and Jeff. Like first of all, your background. The duo. Okay. And then how sure. you got here okay. yeah and then once we do that let's in both of you talk about dedicated to him and what you're about got it and then we'll kind of go from there is that good yeah okay so go um so my name's lauren webb i've been a delaware my whole life uh born and raised right here uh it was really important to me to stay in delaware i think too my family's all here family's a big part of my life um my kids i would never First of all, my parents would never let me leave anyways because my <laughs> kids, once you have kids, mm. you no longer, right? Like the grandkids totally win everything. But um, I have worked in healthcare for a really long time. Please do not 
mistake that with patient care. I do not think that I, I think if it takes a really special person to do patient care. Um, I really enjoy healthcare though. I, I worked in healthcare IT for a long time. I did some software stuff for a long time, um, but always sort of behind the scenes supporting things and making, you know, the wheels turn. And um, I met Jeff, gosh, five years or more, I guess now, because um, in my, my old position I had helped with some stuff and we kind of reconnected three years ago and that's like what's brought me to where I am now but outside of like work I'm a mom I have a 15 year old and a seven year old so we do a lot of different pieces of life nice. all the time what are their names um Riley and Stella Aww. yes oh Stella I love that name yes, yes and they're both very different um they're both my youngest one's just getting involved in sports and stuff so I we live really busy active lives outside of mm-hmm. like the nine to five, I guess, as well. So. Okay, well, very good, very good. So I was debating whether to have Jeff on because he is a Phillies fan, but <laughs> we, we got over those differences and, you know, uh, my Nationals and his Phillies had something in common this year. We both watched the World Series from home. <laughs> <laughs> no, we you like to, we that. have good banter. Yeah. It's, all good. it's all respect, good respect for Jeff, man. Yep. Uh, so tell us about you. Um, so kind of similar to Lauren, you know, I born and raised in, Delaware and um, been in Delaware in my whole life. I love the area. I love the place. Uh, I have a big family. Uh, everybody's from around Delaware and for the most part still here. Uh, I have a lot of cousins um, and we're kind of, some of us are all over the place now, but um, you know, obviously similar to Lauren, family's the most important thing to me. Um, I started in healthcare years ago, maybe about two. 2011 uh, started in uh, in healthcare. Um, prior to that, I'd done marketing in sports, um, and I had always wanted to do that, um, and kind of just made a switch and really enjoy healthcare. Uh, came up uh, in more of the uh, finance end of, of healthcare and that type of thing, and um, over time, She's I, like, I not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I managed a medical billing company for a while after being in private practice, and the medical billing was all private practice. And then um, ended up getting married, and and I I was traveling to Newport, Delaware every day, uh, and then found uh, an open position over at Bay Health in the hospital. Uh, I went there. Uh, it lasted about a year. I I had a good experience, but. Um, Private practice was what I wanted to do. Uh, you have a lot more freedom. You have a lot more decision making. There's not a lot of uh, levels of you know different uh, red red tape to get through that you get in the hospital. And uh, uh, you know through connections I'd met uh, Dr. Hartman and Dr. Skacheri and some of the other docs in the area. And uh, position open to dedicated and. You know, I interviewed, I built the relationship, and uh, and, and I've been here ever since. And uh, it's I absolutely love the job. I love the company. I love um, what I do for work and what I do for a living and hope we can do it for a long time. I, I'm excited and uh, of the fact that in a lot of ways we are bucking a trend of private practices mm. not being private anymore and physician-owned. Um, I think at this point we may be the largest private practice in the state. Um, definitely the largest and one of the only OBGYNs. Um, but it has become a very difficult thing to remain private in healthcare, and I think we're doing that very, very well. Yeah, that's a, an accomplishment in itself. No, for sure, for sure. So that's a good segue. So tell us about Dedicated to Women in Depth. You know, the name is Dedicated to Women OBGYN Associates, but it's more than that. So, you know, what what say you? (laughs) So we can kind of walk through a little bit. So we have grown for years, right? Dedicated to Women originally opened actually as OBGYN Associates, like back in the early 50s. So it's not a new practice. And I think that goes back to you saying, like, most people in Delaware are aware of the practice. Mm -hmm. Um, We have like three, four generations worth of patients in the practice too, which is really interesting and cool when you think about how long we've been serving like the women of Delaware. Um, We dedicated to women is, is growing though, right? Every single day. So we also do serve, you know, we have, we do have some male patients. We have general surgery inside of the practice. Now we have several service lines. We have maternal fetal medicine. We have imaging. There's just so much more to dedicated to women than 
a lot of people want to think of it as the OB docs, the place that deliver the babies, which is what we do, (laughs) deliver. But tell us how many babies you deliver in Kent County, percentage-wise. Kent County, well, in in the state, state. we deliver 15% of all babies. Okay. That's been the last three years. Uh, So 1.5 out of every 10 babies in Delaware come from dedicated delivery. Okay. Wow. wow. And in in our county, it's a lot more than that, right? Yeah. 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 We we deliver, I mean, at Kent General Hospital, uh, which is the only hospital uh, in the Dover area, obviously, uh, we deliver 98% of the Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Babies on that fifth floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You hear the little baby music all the time. Yeah. But, you know, I think, too, like, there's just so much more to OBGYN practices than than OB, but that's definitely, like, what people think of first. Yeah. Um, But GYN care is is such an important part of a female's life. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not always the most enjoyable. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, it's very awkward for a lot of things, for a lot of people. And so something both Jeff and I feel like is really important is sort of normalizing that conversation for people. This is what we do every single day. Mm. These things aren't unique. We hear these things and really making our patients feel comfortable being able to come to us because there's a lot of reasons they need their OBGYN provider for a long time. That's why we're so glad that you guys uh, came on because I think it's important for our female listeners to just it's a normal conversation oh, like it's, there's nothing it to be ashamed of <laughs> there's probably so. not a question we haven't already had before mm-hmm. yeah. or something we've seen <laughs> and I think a lot of the times these appointments are really private and and almost embarrassing for some people um, but from end to end right our compassion starts at the call center so as soon as you're calling in for us we're trying to make sure you know that like we're here to hear you this is individualized care for you. So um, if you're listening out there, we do want you to just, you know, know that you can call in, be honest with us. That's the best way that we can sort of help serve you too. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I know because, you know, we work together, my company with you guys is um, how innovative it might not be, you know, groundbreaking where you put this together, but I've always been impressed at how you intertwine all the different lines of business. So it's a seamless and this is a, a term that Lauren frictionless, frictionless experience. I've used many times, which I love that term. I don't know. I've used it in different things. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah. But I got to give you credit because that was yours. Uh, tell us about that, how you, you, know, you can have them shift between one thing and another. And so that it, even though they might have somebody else, you're not trying to take them away from somewhere, but you provide opportunities for people to, to be able to be taken care of in all phases. In the yeah. World. So that's actually like a big part of our mission is that we can care for women through all phases of their lives. Um, but really it starts, right. You have, we have young patients who come to us, um, you know, before they're thinking of having a family or maybe different things like that. And our, our whole sort of mission is to be able to frictionlessly give you the care that you need as you change seasons of life, okay. because you're going to come to us first. There's a lot you have to learn in the beginning. There's mm. lots of things we need to share things that maybe you've never talked to anyone else about and that's kind of where we start but then maybe eventually you know you do get pregnant have babies but then there's a postpartum period that comes after that and that's a very critical um, piece of care that we need to give to someone and it's a shorter window right it's only a few weeks worth of time that we're really giving that time and attention but then we want to stay with you long term Um, also just inside of our practice we try really hard to offer different you know, service lines and, and things for patients. We have on-site mental health, which is super important. Um, it's, it's a hard, That's huge. yes, yeah. it's, it's hard to get access to that right now. So that was a huge project Jeff did actually, all the credit has to go there for that. It, but it was, we needed those boots on the ground. We needed people yeah. that, especially when you talk about like a postpartum period or something, it, it's such a short window that you're trying to provide that care for. Um, but you know, we have the stats on like high risk is so crazy now too, that I think some of the docs, you know, make mention five years ago, 10, 15% were high risk. And now it's, um, you know, in the 90% of patients that are considered high risk. So uh, during pregnancy, so we brought in the maternal fetal medicine, Dr. Andrew Ward has been a fantastic addition to our um, physician group. And, and you're able to actually have that care one hallway over. So that can be a really scary time for a patient. Okay. Now we've told you things are changing a little bit. Maybe there's some indications that are making you high risk. No longer do you have to leave dedicated to women and drive an hour to find care. We're able to do a warm handoff, walk you mm. one hallway over. Way less All scary. of that stuff is totally like integrated. Yeah. Warm yeah. handoff, that's good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and it just carries on from there. You know, we do still have, we have midwives in the practice. We have nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants. So because we find that patients have different, you know, levels of comfort and different things that they're looking for. And 
sometimes patients just want the in and out and they want to do their annual appointment and get out of here. And so, you know, we are able to keep our schedules in a place that we can offer something for everyone, which I think is a huge thing that we can do. And I want to give you yeah. kudos because I use a term, you know, because I've, I'm on the, I've seen the heart of, of you guys and what your intent is. It's, I see it as compassionate healthcare. And I'm, I, I hate to say this, but in many places, it doesn't feel like, not I'm not saying here, but in other places, that it's not very compassionate. Right. It's very much yeah. so. You know, and I, I, I kind of wanted to jump into what Lauren was talking about. Um, you know, first of all, the, the mental health program was, was started by myself and our lead midwife at the time, Katie O'Brien. Mm -hmm. um, and she's also a lifelong uh, Delawarean midwife. Um, her family is, uh, is from the area as well. Um, she's since transitioned to a wonderful company, uh, Mindful Midwifery, right there on uh, on uh, in Camden, uh, where she does like uh, you know classes and things like that for young for women of all ages um, mm -hmm. to give them different um, you know help uh, from the educational yeah. standpoint. So that was um, something that we kind of tag teamed, and and is one of the things that I'm I'm personally in my life the most proud of. of work was being able to set that up, develop it and, and make it happen. And that's what I tell a lot of people is like, why private practice? Well, you know, um, we were able to set that up because we wanted to do it. You know, if, if I was at a hospital setting, that would never happen, okay. you know, yeah. because there's just so many layers of, of, of red tape. And um, the other thing I'm very proud about is internally, we operate that as a as a nonprofit. Um, so no one all the money gets returned to the clinicians um, who are treating the patients. Um, we don't make anything off of mental health. Um, and that's a, a, another great thing, you know, is that we were able to do that and that the docs say, hey, we don't, we don't need anything on that end. Okay, that's beautiful. Um, and the other thing I was thinking, um, you know, when Lauren was talking about the, the uh, it's, it's massively important to uh, treat people where they are and be able to treat them throughout life, mm -hmm. you know. And um, that transition is, is equal to how we try to treat our employees as well, you know, and, and our physicians and, and things like that. Whenever we interview new physicians, that's one of the biggest things that we say or that I say is I want to be able to, uh, you know, treat you fairly and treat you well now, uh, five years from now, 10 years from now, when kids are in school or when you want the work-life balance or when college comes up and you got to pay yearly tuition and you need to make more, you know, that type of thing. And, and that's one of the biggest things is being able to uh, make that transition of we want to be able to care for you where you're at in life uh, as an employee, uh, you know, or provider as well, uh, and, and have that transition to the patient care. Uh, that's awesome. That's, yeah, it's creating that culture <clears throat> from the inside. So they feel that <clears throat> I do have a personal testimonial. Um, I'm not going to go into detail what it was, but my <coughs> wife, uh, Megan's mom, about six, seven years ago, had a major operation, and Dr. Uh, Wong mm. was the, and I remember in the initial thing, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want a guy, you know, you know, the, you know the initial for me and for any, I met him, and I just want to let you know, to this day, we still talk about his incredible bedside manner and how well he treated, mm -hmm. and, and obviously, execution of the, of the surgeries, but it's nice when you have tact <laughs> and you're actually a compassionate person. That's, yeah. the, you know, you know. And I think some of that comes with the private practice mentality mm -hmm. from the physician's mind too, right? They, they're owners of this practice. They're not, they're not, they're here because they're choosing to be. It is a choice that they're making. They're, they're wanting to serve and give their time and it does make a difference, right? They're not a, you know, a number on a payroll sheet. They are fully invested in the outcome of end to end for the care of the yeah. patient. And it's felt because, what we weren't connected that way from business. This was a while ago, and to this day, as a husband of, and I experienced it. I'm like, okay, I feel this is safe. I, I'm okay with mm -hmm. this scenario because it was it was very easy. Yeah, it was no friction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good when compassion and and um, skill goes hand in hand. Mm. We just talked about that this right. morning at our master network group about how like the mindset. Um, what was the term? It was. A, what, that they used um, what's, what's, attitude. Yeah, your attitude, attitude and your skill set go together, and yeah. how much it can make a difference. And I wanted to address, like, when you were saying about the the mental health, um, how it was. A, I wouldn't say it was an easy process, but it was easier because it was private practice because you didn't have all the red tape and everything. So mental health um, doesn't stop; it's always needed. So it's good that that was able to happen quick. 
quicker than right. it would at a hospital. Um, could you talk about why you decided to start that process and like how that went? Is there something that happened that made you very like dedicated to that? Yeah, so unintended. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the issue that we kept running into was um, you you would refer uh, people to the community, you know, to 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 clinicians in the community, um, and especially. You know, I, at the same time, I, I had had my first baby right when I was starting. My, my wife was actually pregnant. We were patients of the practice when I interviewed, and we ended up uh, making the move to working here. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, anyone who has kids knows once you once they come, you know, your time is is limited to that focus, you know, is, is really uh, everything you can do to just focus on the kid. Um, and that really, you know, postpartum depression, those types of things, you know, and, and you, you can talk about it all you want, um, but until you actually go through it, uh, it you can't prepare for it. Um, and when you're struggling uh, mentally or you're struggling, uh, it, it may not even be depression. It may just be this is way more change than I can handle or I feel like I can handle right now. And then you can quickly go from, uh, you know, this isn't like uh, something that's going to pass. You know, the, the kid's not going away. <laughs> you yeah, know? like how do I deal with this yeah. while also raising a yeah. child? And, and it's, oh, my God, the, the kid's going to be here for 18 years. How am I going to, you know, and if you get down on yourself and it, and it can spiral easy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and both me and my wife went through some of that, you know, I think every new parent does. Um, but what would happen is if you go in to talk to your doc, you know, they, they give you a referral. Well, I'm here focused on me with my doc for that 15, 10 minutes that I have one-on-one -on -one time. And I can say I'm really struggling all this. And okay, we'll get you a referral. And, and then you go on your way. But as soon as you walk out the door, you know, life smacks you in the face again. Mm. And then it's, I got to feed the kid. Oh, my God, he's got a nap. Oh, my God, he's, you know, he, they, all this stuff, you know. And then you never get to it. Um, or you make one call try to schedule an appointment and then someone calls you back and then it, so we'd never had the follow-through mm -hmm. right you could you could admit you had issues <clears throat> you could be okay with seeing a mental health person and then at the end of the day you never go um so the point of it was to find a warm transition almost into the community um identifying it in the third trimester one of the trimester one of the biggest things that we talk about in in, in OBGYN or OB care now is the fourth trimester which is after birth and that how important that is and uh, one of the other things I'm really proud of is ACOG uh, who is our uh, the American College of uh, Gynecologic uh, whatever you know our governing <laughs> yes. body um, you know came out and said because of this fourth trimester we wanted you know you really should be doing two postpartum visits one at the three week and one at the six week okay well, insurance, you know, or, or, or pay only accounts for one, right? So you only get paid for one. Uh, but they came out with that, and we do too. Um, and we no charge the second one because we feel that that's how important it is. And that's, you know, going into this whole fourth trimester and how important it is. Um, one of the things that we like to do is identify uh, issues in the third trimester. And do you need you know, do you want, do you need, do you, you know, care and from the mental health perspective? And then having a, 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 you already established by the time kid comes and all this stuff, and then it becomes a warm handoff. You're not here forever, but we can get you used to mental health, get you, especially if you don't have somebody or you've never been exposed to it. And then by the time um, we've got you stable, kid come, you're used to, you know, your weekly stuff, and then we transition you out into the community instead of just giving you a form and saying good luck in the community um, so that that was kind of the need was simply getting patients to go from a to point b and and putting an inter intermediary in there to help them warm transition in it almost gives like an accountability because it's all there so i was going to say too i javier you mentioned feeling safe feeling mm -hmm. safe with the decisions so our patients trust us because that's what happens right and so it, they they feel that it's something you know we're they're trusting us through that process, but also they come back and have another 
appointment with our physician and it's so much easier for us to have that visibility like were you able to make that appointment i can see here that yeah, you haven't right. been able to meet with the counselor yet life happens like life happens yeah. we, we want we mean to do things but we just get caught up in everything right. that's a big one to to, to not miss um i'm here picking at coffee beans <laughs> it also must be so nice that with that now they have record like more records in one place so if I'm struggling and having to repeat that to a new person is a lot. Mm. So mm -hmm. having a safe place where it's like, oh, we see here, we, we have that info. You don't have to keep bringing it, you know, over and over and explain yourself. Exactly. And then the, the, the other goal is to, you know, when you are kind of stable or whatever and we're ready to move on, if, if, if continued long-term help is something that you need, you know, we ideally like to have them set up one to two visits where it's a, a third-party console where it's the patient, uh, our dedicated clinician, and the third-party clinician that you're transitioning to so that you can have those conversations about here's where we're at, here's what we've done, here's, you know, make it as warm of a handoff as you can so you're not going in cold to a new place. Yeah. Have, have you guys... <laughs> yeah, I love, like, that and then the warm transition. Two yeah. new favorites. <laughs> I love those. Um, I, it's funny you said that because I was going to ask, um, if there was ever, uh, a patient's feedback that led to like you using a new way of doing things, like, um, do you guys get like feedback from patients that have, um, given you new ideas moving forward to like adjust things like as you grow and grow so fast? Does that make? Well, I think, um, so I, we try to always listen to our patients. Um, and I think something, again, unique about our physicians being owners is we meet twice a month um, as a board, as a group of owner physicians. Um, Jeff and I like help facilitate that meeting, but it's really the docs talking about the business. And it's an opportunity for them to bring things up, big wins, opportunities, things that maybe they're hearing. Another thing I know we both try to do is we try to be really aware. We try to listen. We try to be in the community. Mm -hmm. um, we try to pay attention to the Facebook post or the comments mm -hmm. right. or the chatter that maybe you're hearing because a lot of the times, honestly, most feedback and changes come from maybe someone having a negative experience. So I think trying really hard to be open and how can we change or pivot from that so that we can improve that. Exactly. Um, yeah. We serve thousands of thousands yeah. of patients. Um, just in a singular day, sometimes we see up to two hundred plus in a in a single location. Um, and so, you know, it, it's really important to both of us to really have a pulse on on what those outcomes are and what people are saying after they leave them. And, yeah. and I've seen that firsthand when I talk to you guys about you know when we're working together and communicating. And, yeah. and, and you know, so, a lot of my um, like friends and friends you know my daughter's friends parents like these moms are in the practice they're the patients yeah. and I was talking the other day my daughter plays uh, high school field hockey and we were sitting on the bleachers and it was just a lot of feedback <laughs> and, but I try really hard to listen because they that's it right they're the consumer really like when you think about um with all of our strategies or what we're doing and I was also able to give them some clarity. So we use my chart as our main point of communication inside of Dedicated to Women for a lot of reasons, but mostly for convenience of you, the patient. Mm. Um, but sometimes when change happens, people are like, well, what do you mean? Why, why do I have to do this differently now? But this was a group of school teachers, and I'm like, listen – you know, you're busy for eight hours a day, but I can send you a quick my chart message. We can back and forth. It's more convenient for you. I'm able to get you the answer. And right. we're able to, again, create that frictionless end to end because everyone can see those messages. It builds within yeah. the chart. It's not trying to decode a phone call that one individual has. Or had. an email string in somebody's inbox. That right. It's like, oh, the message was four messages down. Yeah. yeah. With, a, with an establishment that's been around for so long, I can understand that the minor, like the most small change could like freak someone who's been around in there for a while but it's for the greater good and it's good you we have people to explain that to them and and well, this is we're doing this change for your benefit no we absolutely absolutely and it, it that transition always it's it's it can have a little friction so it's just a matter of clarifying things with people and we have a big age gap of patients when you think about i mean we have we young to, you do you to do. grandmothers you know they're yeah. all and so you have <laughs> to really be careful and making sure that we're just and you know at high ground, my, my business, my company, it's we we touch that part. We have conversations about okay, we, there's a lot of different people, 
So we, they receive messages and communications differently. So we have to communicate it appropriately to the right age group. Yeah. Some people are on Instagram. Some people are on Facebook. Some people are email. It's just that that's the conversations we're having. Um, it's interesting you say this because I want to use this as a segue about challenges because I know you guys have been doing a lot of growing and expansion physically um, with offices and practices and acquisitions and all kinds of things. So the question is, you know, how do you, um, you know, what are those challenges? Um, is there any, if you want to speak to that and how have you used your creativity, imagination within that to kind of, at the same time you're growing to keep that, that experience frictionless as, as, much, as much as possible. I know what's happening because I know a little more from being a little bit on the inside, but gosh, since I've, you guys have been clients a few year, for a few years, you've had new, 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 new uh, branches, new doctors, other, other practices that came in and were kind of absorbed by a dedicated to him. And that has to create a lot of challenges. And, and so, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I'll let, I'll, I, that's not a question, but I'm just kind of opening that up. Anything that comes out of sure. you want to share. I think something that's challenging about both of our positions, probably the thing that makes me get the most like anxious sometimes is Jeff and I live three years ahead. Right. So we're always thinking what's one to three years from where we are right now. Mm. But then I know, like, especially in my role with operations, I'm also living on the floor in the moment. So we're we're on the fly solving problems of today while trying to think about what's the plan, where are we headed in wow, one to awesome. three years. So like it, we try to use that mentality too. We actually had a big heavy conversation before we came here just about some, some structure because you have to be adapting, but you know, we're always moving towards that mm. next target. Um, so we did recently have, we have had a ton of growth. Yes. We're from Middletown to the beaches now. So dedicated to women is, um, growing from that aspect, but also we have, you know, Dr. Wendy Knowles with us. She's a general surgeon, surgical associates as part of dedicated to women now. And they've been a practice around for a long time. Um, and you know, even just adding maternal fetal medicine sort of changed the, the mentality a little bit of us being this small OBGYN practice, but it's important to us that we maintain that. Right. That is one thing we hear from our internal. You mentioned it earlier <clears throat> a little bit. I Internally is where we start. We try to serve our employees and our physicians in the same way that we would want to serve like our patients. Right. Um, and I think that's what helps. And that's where we have to be creative and where we have to always be sort of thinking forward. Um, and again, you think a lot of our employees are also our patient demographic. So it kind of helps us stay in tune with things a little bit better. But as we talk about growth, it, it's challenging change. I talk about the valley of change mm -hmm. a lot, right? So everybody wants change. Everybody wants growth. Everybody's tired of doing things the old way and they want, they want something new and shiny. Then the new shiny thing comes and they all fall off the cliff and then everybody gets stuck down here. And then Jeff and I have to do the, you have to push and pull a little to get people there. But I think climbing the, that climbing out of that valley is, is where we spend a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, I empathize because it's external with patients, but it's also internal with your team and, and the staff to get them, um, you know, to buy into it and, and participate. So there's always this back and forth. And, and I'll use one analogy for sports, you know, you're playing long game and short game at the same time. And that's always, this, you can't play the long game at the expense of the short game, but you can't play the now at the expense of the future. And I see that turmoil, is that a, you know, that challenge yeah. with you, both of you all the time? So yeah. I commend you because look, you're smiling. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to laugh. And, you know. and we have a lot, you know, we are a larger group too. So you have a lot, it's a lot to balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and having coverage in all the offices. And I will say, I think, and I'm sure you echo this, we have a fantastic management team. So I know Jeff and I are the ones sitting here at the table right now. I think we have seven or eight managers. I'm always terrible about exactly how many of them there are. Numbers are not my strength. So that's what <laughs> I mean yeah. So, um, you know, we have seven or eight managers that when you talk about running the ship, right? They, right. I mean, they, they're in it, yeah. they're on the floor, they are all working leads. So they are in the position as well as managing and pulling the teams That's with amazing. them or encouraging that. Um, but I don't think I probably think about it as a creative thing that we do, but it's so much creativity, right? Every day we're brainstorming. How do we help with this? How do we change that? How do we do better at this? Um, 
but I do want to give credit to that team because I think they do a fantastic job and they're they're what give Jeff and I the space to be three years ahead because they keep I love the operations that. running. There's that in the movie uh, Apollo 13, you know, let's work the problem. Let's work, right? In other words, you focus on, fi- on, on making, that's creativity. It's like, look at it, what's going on here. You know, instead of sitting here blaming and pointing fingers, let's focus here and, and, and adjust. I, what gig- are you I giggle a little bit. So we, we, we had, a, sometimes sometimes the weeks are full of strategy. Sometimes <laughs> they're not, right? Uh, just this week. And I will admittedly say, I I love empowering people to see their what what's possible, right? You can't fix everything. Mm. And I get stuck there sometimes okay. because I'm like, no, I can fix it. I can fix it. We can get there. We can get there. I can get her there. You know, whatever those things are. So this week we were really deep in some stuff. And Jeff's like, have you ever seen the movie Apollo? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. You're just fun right there. I love that movie. So it's funny that it like comes full I love that. That, inspire, that movie inspires me because it those people on the ground co- co- collaborating, it's what made it happen. It wasn't one person. I love the, the, the role of um, Ed Harris. The, the, he was a real good one. Because he was like, okay, everybody's arguing about credit and about this and about that. And it's like, let's work the problem. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you get that collaboration in any environment, that's creativity at its finest. That's a creative trust. And trust is the center of that. When you have that respect and the trust within the team, magical <laughs> things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the tapping into that inner yeah. creative with people. And obviously you're prioritizing your patients, but if you're not, if your team isn't, you know, communicating and how can you keep growing and growing and keep that same... Um, process for your patient like and that's so wise you must have a really cool dad <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Sorry, <about laughs> love that no that actually that's really 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 nice that's right you know you have to have cohesiveness in the team you know i'm a, I'm a sports guy like you so you know in, in sports if if the players can be as talented and great as they are but if the, in the clubhouse they're a mess it's gonna show up on the field mm-hmm. they're not gonna that you know look at the world series this year you got teams that are really good but Hardly anybody knows who these people are, but these guys were really, really good uh, together, and I see that. Uh, so now, when you're yes. pulling them out of the valley, are there <laughs> certain um, things that you do the same that help that, or or do you have an example of one way you you pull them out of the valley, or do you have like a go-to instinct of like, okay, well, I'm a list maker, or mm-hmm. like, is there something that you do that helps you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's probably there's probably things I do that I don't we don't even realize that we do. One thing I will say that we brought back that COVID had taken away from us for a little bit was staff meetings mm. in person. Yeah, <laughs> seeing people, and when you have almost a hundred staff members from you know again Middletown to the beaches, there were people who didn't even know each other, and we're like, well, how in the world are they going to work well together right. when we they don't even know right each other? So that was something, and Jeff was pretty vocal about like this is really important. So you know we actually close our offices early one day a month, a little early to try to meet together as a team. Um, I try to be really enthusiastically honest during those meetings. Um, I try I try to always have good energy, right? Something I talk about a lot is always complaining up. So I would never let anyone else see or feel some of the frustrations that can mm-hmm. happen because it's life and that can happen. But I also try to really be honest because i think that's where the staff trusts us and starts climbing right when we're like this is what's on the other side this is what's coming um there's parts of this that are gonna suck and when i try we both try not to pretend those things aren't happening exactly that's what people if you're sugarcoating it it's not gonna help anything so that's very important honesty i feel like that's a a value that (laughs) people kind of look over when it comes to like don't sugarcoat things and yeah you know um because you're in it together, so why would you hide what's going right. on? And it seems like common sense, but not many people practice it. So I respect that and love that you guys do that. Um, we try also to be really aware of perception. I think we talk about that a lot, that sometimes a message gets delivered with something I joke a lot in the offices. Well, I had good intention. <laughs> like, <laughs> it came from a place of good intention, but you have to really think about where were they in the moment when they read that email? Were they having a really crazy day? Had they had the worst day you know, ever? Did they have something personal going on in their lives? Because all of those things impact their perception and what right. they're thinking about it. And so we try to always think and consider that. Um, it's not, you know, not always, it's not always a win. Sometimes For both pe- patient and... Both, yep. yeah, exactly. Do you want to go find some fun, fun questions? Yeah, I wanted to see which one you want to pick. Oh, you. Well, I was going to ask, um, well, I already asked about one of them. So 
We had some fun questions. Uh, what science fiction technology do you wish was real and available right now for your practice? So it could be like something that doesn't exist, <laughs> or Star maybe Trek, Star Wars. Anything? Because uh, not to be a a movie nerd, real quick, but um, Av, the guy who created Avatar, he thought of it way before it came out because technology hadn't approached what he wanted to do with the movie. So in your field, is there anything that you're like, man, I wish that existed, or or that we could implement that? I don't know. I, I, I mean, not the same, but I, I do keep reading up and <clears throat> interested to see how the whole AI push uh, affects healthcare and, you know, what they're trying to do and what they think they can do and how that's going to transition into real life. And, uh, you know, the problem is with healthcare, there's so many administrative, uh, you know, it's just a lot of administrative stuff. And, and not administrative stuff in a good sense. I mean, administrative in a time-consuming manual process that um, is not really enjoyable for most people. And and I'm I'm interested to see if uh, AI will help uh, automate some of those things or be able to kind of um, if this then that and you know do a little bit of independent work uh, right. on specifically like my end with the billing and that type of stuff and that type of. And it's not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be impacting industries as now Everywhere. the markets are dictating mm -hmm. that. So for sure. Maybe maybe a robot. <laughs> it's a little bit of a hard question. And I go back to like the quote you opened with though. Mm -hmm. Like the human heart is such a part of healthcare. Mm. Like exactly. there's, I don't know that the answer is going to be putting in some crazy piece of technology. Because I think at the end of the day, what the person wants is to be treated like a person. Exactly. The matters of the heart are always, <clears throat> I said this in our group today. I was like, um, I'm a very passionate guy to a fault sometimes. And um, life is not a formula. We like to create spreadsheets and bullet points. I try, if this, then that. But it always sometimes it always comes down to just feelings and emotions and us mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> well, look, in Star Trek, there's a really cool tool that they go like this and they kind of, uh, okay, you have this, this, and let me hit the button. Okay, yeah, now that might fixed. make life a little easier. <laughs> yeah, it could be a fun <laughs> answer. It doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, try, I don't Ever know what happen. it's called. I should, should know what it's called. I forget. Um, it was there um, any patient's feedback you've ever gotten? And if there isn't, it's okay. I'm not trying to do a gotcha question. That kind of drove something to change in policy or even in, in, in the way you do things. Something somebody said, you know, what, you know an idea that just came from, literally from a patient. Yeah. And if there isn't, it's okay. I just was curious. Yeah, because we were talking about like the that they just if it's a negative review, it's usually so, like they pay attention to so, it. So I think one of the biggest things for for us, uh, both Lauren and myself, is is identifying and managing trends and patterns. Um, it's one of the things that I talk about a lot. Is is you know and and trends and patterns, right? Um, a one off issue when you're seeing thousands of patients a week. You know, we take everything seriously, but um, when you start sending out, um, you know, surveys and things like that, you get back, you look for a trend or a pattern. So I wouldn't say it would be one individual yeah. situation that would make wholesale change, and I don't think we would be good managers to operate like that, where you get one statement, um, and I, you know, I wouldn't judge my employees on one, That's a good point. Bad, That's one a good point. bad review. Or but if you hear it over and over and over again, but if yeah. you're collecting and doing the right analysis and you see a trend in a pattern mm -hmm. then you identify that and you fix it from there that's um, a great point so that, that's how I would address that's that. very um i think i can use that even in what i do too because i this is a really random one but i had years ago uh someone was upset that the poly mailers i use were cute because <laughs> they said it'll get stolen <laughs> and i my instinct was to fix so i was like i'm so sorry like that they're cute like uh like i i didn't but i didn't need to change how i do my um packaging just because of that one person like maybe just the area she was in it just happened to get stolen or something and obviously I fixed the problem like you get a refund whatever but then now you know we're six years in and I look back and that's a huge staple of us is how aesthetic our packaging is so I'm glad I didn't listen to that one person who wanted just a white mailer from Amazon um, you've grown so, so much because I had to pick you out of you were in a fetal position I'm making it's okay you can, you can have I'm it. like I'm so sorry <laughs> she probably just wanted to hide that the package was actually something exciting yeah, yeah let's be honest yeah she was like I was hiding it but have you ever bought something you're like wow this is really good are you open and it's like it's, you know, i just even, feel like that experience was important so yeah. i'm glad that it 
when you say that the pattern, there's no pattern. It was only that person years ago. So right. um, and sometimes you have to stay true to who you are. Exactly. Too. And, I mean, that happens in our business too. So it's totally different, but sometimes we have to stay true to like what our mission is. And we're always listening. We're always there. And we, you know, sometimes you just need to vent or get the thing out, but that doesn't always mean that. You get to change policy or change things. No, that's a good point. Right. Oh, let's do uh myth busting. Want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd even feel nervous. <laughs> no, um, no I, okay, so in general, it could be OBGYN, any of the lines of business. This is the moment right here. You can be heard. We don't have to do an FAQ or some big video. We can hit it right here, set the register. Is there any myths in women's he- uh, healthcare and in, in your industry that people just can't get freaking right? And you just, sorry, freaking right? And you um, want to just, you know, Go ahead and, and and rest, you know, get it done. Explain it. Nothing? Or a simple one is this, like, an outsider might just think it's just an OBGYN, but it's so many things. Like, I feel like that's something you keep wanting to preach. Like, we do Megan, a lot more than you Why are you helping them? They're su- we're supposed Be- to, like, Because silence them. is <laughs> not good for a podcast. Okay, so good point. Um, I, I don't know. You might tell me to stop talking on this one. We may have to ask for a we pause. Um, but I think a myth for us is you can get an appointment. <laughs> we have appointments. Um, I'll be really honest with you. We're the only game, right? People, you hear that. That's a myth I'd like to bust, right? Uh, sorry for clapping so loud. <laughs> so um, we have location. The reasons we're growing, the reasons we're spreading our wings is to be able to continuously have appointment availability. Um, we have, you know, and again, we listen to those things. Our ultrasound department runs from 645 in the morning till 730 at night. Yeah. That's on purpose. So that we have options, we have availability. Um, and I think sometimes we maybe get the rap of it's too hard to get in, it's too hard to get an appointment. Something Jeff and I do all the time is we call around, we see what other what other options are there in the state, what other things can patients, what other opportunities do patients have or you know, to, to get an appointment, and we make it a point to make sure that we have availability. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're in a safe place okay. to yeah. say that. I think we have room for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think sim- simply put, I, one of the things that I say often to to people when they ask me that is uh, what is a myth is uh, what is not a myth is that I could we could hire 20 OBGYN physicians today. Yes. And tomorrow we'd need a 21st in the state. That's the the, the situation no. that we're in. Yeah. Uh, and that really is and and um We are doing, what I can tell you is the practice is devoted to the area and devoted to uh, primarily Kent County, uh, Delaware, and that is very, very difficult. Uh, And we want to treat each patient with uh, care and consideration, but always remember that we are trying to care for an entire community with as many resources as we can and our physicians have families and and have lives of their own yes. and, and mm-hmm. we want to keep them equally as uh, mentally prepared and healthy and and physically and mentally uh, as any one of us would want for our family and friends so um we do everything we can and sometimes that's difficult and sometimes it's riding a you know yeah, because that growth is great, but you want to take your time to do it properly so that nothing is left out and you still get that same care. And the growth, uh, you know, just to circle back on that, um, while we're kind of discussing some of this stuff, um, just the, the honesty of growth, right? Well, well, why are you growing? You know, I don't know how to put this in the best terms because all four of us love it, but outside of this maybe room and and people who are listening to this podcast you know uh, dover delaware is not um it's not the most ideal place where people from all over the country are saying dover delaware is where (laughs) i want to come i want to live i've heard of it i love it i want it that's what i want in life is dover delaware and (laughs) And, you know, Jeff, I love that you live in the middle of nowhere and, you know, I can do that. And that's where I want to rate, you know. He is um, correct. It, it, <laughs> so we get a little bit of the opposite. So a lot of our uh, growth, uh, the growth mindset is, uh, you know, if we have a physician that's willing to devote significant time to Dover, Delaware, 
Um, maybe he or she says, you know what, uh, Rehoboth, Bethany, Dewey, I like that area. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've heard of Rehoboth Beach, and, you know, that's yeah. a wonderful place. I will set up a practice five feet from your house, if I can, to get you to come here, as long as you're willing to devote a significant time to Dover, Delaware, and, and County, and that type of an area. And the same goes for North. I mean, you know, North Wilmington and, and some of those areas up there, traditionally outside of, you know, traditionally a lot of people like that type of lifestyle, which is very different from down here in, in Kent County. And, right. Um, it's as much a recruiting tool to get the clinicians and the people we need for our area as it is just expanding to expand. Um, right. Because we want them to be able to move to Delaware or move to the area and be able to live where they want to live and and also be able to get them to come up and, and equally treat in, in our area without necessarily having to commit to... Um, one, one, yes, city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes saying. perfect sense. You know, Jeff and, and Lauren, you know, you guys are kind of what, what we hope and I'm glad we have you here, what our podcast is about. I mean, you encompass creativity and imagination and it, it, creativity is not apparent all the time. It doesn't have to be being artistic or painting or drawing something. It's just solving problems, looking at situations and, and, and seeing the resources you have, the people you have and making adjustments, not being rigid. And you, you, you live that every single day. And it's mm -hmm. instinctive for you guys. But that, that I'm glad we were able to draw that out of you because it's very clear. And, and all of you in our audience, whether you're in Delaware or not, <clears throat> you can take nuggets of this and apply it to if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting a business, if you're an organization. My company, we have eight of us. We don't have 100. But there's a lot of principles you guys are practicing that you can apply in everyday life in, in your business and different places like that. So thank you for being very honest and candid about this because it's, it, it impacts and it also uh, in, inspires me. And I know it's going to inspire a lot of people to do that. Did we miss anything? I think we kind of, do you want to, yeah, please. Uh, do you want to do the role reverse? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> she, she just, uh, so you want to go ahead? I wanted you to explain okay. it properly. All right, so. Because <laughs> I can't uh, uh, We want you, this will be the last one. We'll kind of wrap it up here. Uh, we're going to ask you to swap roles. Uh, what uh, new policy would you implement? Or change. You, or change. <laughs> Please be open and be 100% raw here. Uh, we're, we're swapping with each other. Yeah, so <laughs> now, I know, right? So now you're the director of operations. You're, you know, the executive director. We've, we had one day, we swapped roles. Uh, don't say what you want the other person to hear, please. <laughs> this we're amongst friends, and if there isn't anything, it doesn't have to be. And it's not a big gotcha thing. We, yeah. Megan and I were thinking about creative you know, uh, ways to kind of kind of bring some information. When you guys have shared so much, so this isn't this is not like a big thing to kind of bring conflict. I just thought <laughs> it might be something funny here. Gosh, you know, it sounds so silly to say, but like we. We are like the right brain, left brain of each other. So uh, we share space with each other. Yes, we you do. You're like in a small space, yes. smaller than this, a little office. And we yeah, have opportunity to move out, but yet we're still both like, right. this is okay, right? Like, this is working okay <laughs> right now. It, it just keeps us really cohesive. We kind of already always know what's happening. You know, I don't, the problem, another thing too is we work together on so many things, I think. Like, um, and it's both really important to both of us that we're not saying, Wait, wait, Jeff made that decision? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. even know good point. Good what point. that is. And, and it took us some time to even maybe get there in the beginning um, with like, hey, don't, don't make that choice without talking to me about that first. And we both equally respect each other a lot in that way. I don't know if there's like anything other than maybe like, you know, Lauren gets to live at the beach. I'm not surprised at your answer because I looked at Jeff's face, and, but I'm going to give you, uh, and, I, and I'm and this, thinking. No, this is a really interesting thing. Um, when we started the podcast, Megan and I, uh, it was Gen Z, Gen X, father, daughter, business owners. It was supposed to have this, the initial thing was like, wow, this is going to be a lot of kind of very spirited discussions. But we found people were telling us, you guys agree on everything. And they're expecting this conflict and this back and forth. We just but, kind of balance each other. Yeah. And yeah. I see that in both of you, even though you're not related, you spend a lot of time. So there has to be a level of love and respect there professionally that you guys, you know, so I'm not surprised at the answer. We were just seeing if there was something fun, but I love. But you're right. You're right. You guys, um, this is why this works. Yeah. 
in many ways. And I know that, you, you know, this, this, this movement that you guys have in this company and this practice is bigger than any individual, but you have to have people internally that uh, care about each other and, and respect each other and kind of anticipate each other's moves and balance each other. I think what's so crazy though is I would say we are wildly different than each other um, a lot <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I never feel on an opposite end. Sometimes, sometimes I'm frustrated because that happens and it's in business. And sometimes I'm more in the weeds of like an employee matter or a structure or, you know, the org chart. And I, I, I want to dig in and really go step by step through projects. And sometimes Jeff's like, Hey, take a walk. Don't, don't, don't spend so much time there. And so that, that helps a lot, but it's rare to feel fully conflicted. And when we do, it's resolved quickly. I Ooh, think there's um, a listen right there. Yeah. Take care of it quickly. Yeah. Right? Um, and then I, I have like a 24 hour emotional rule that I apply to myself. Uh, something I try to teach my, teach my kids. I actually learned it from one of my kids coaches. If you're overly emotional, excited, happy, sad, mad, give yourself 24 hours, right? Like don't just accept the job offer because you're overly excited that you okay. got it or you're really frustrated about something. So I think a lot of the times I give myself the 24 hour before I say, it's rare that I have to close the door and say like, I need to vent about this. It's I like, try. did you just say that? Oh, oh, oh. No, no, yeah, no, my no. wife will be like, that's not true. She doesn't wait 24 hours. To get <laughs> that's She's your like, intent when we talk about intent. <laughs> I meant to wait 24 hours. Yeah. I would, I, do you want to change anything, though? What would you, if you were me, don't I, let me just answer Yeah, that. yeah. I, I couldn't, I mean, I guess the only thing I was thinking, and it's kind of a cop-out answer, is, that, you know, I, I I always sometimes think to myself, like, like this week, you know, like, we, we, I wish somehow you could implant, you know, something, and say, you know, I wish she knew what it was like when, before she came. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish she understood what it was like, you know, to, to see. Sometimes it's so hard to see how far you've come and um, how poor I was at a lot of the things that she does. She excels in. I mean, I think she knows we know that because we, we compliment each other in that sense. But sometimes it's like the things that, you know, the things that she may be upset about or whatever, you know, venting about you know are, were, <laughs> were dreams of mine five years ago six years ago you know it was i wish i could get to this point Lord, you know i, I mean? think he's giving you a compliment because then that causes her stress yeah, and i can't right. and, and that's not good for 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 the practice that's not good for me that's not good for her obviously you know is is trying to um help i think that's a the big the biggest benefit that 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 i get or one of the biggest is, is that we're you know we try to build each other up you know what i mean and we try to uh, uh keep each other on a positive um you know positive yeah. uh, role that's and, awesome um, yeah so i mean i i i i hired lauren because i wanted lauren you know i don't want to change anything about her i, I need her to do to be lauren Right. You know what yeah. I mean? That that it's it's weirdly weirdly similar to you know like I've I've needed that person for a long time, and it's you know after working with Lauren at the hospital multiple times, and and um, you know it was kind of one of those things like I found my person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I I awesome. found yeah. my person, and it was wonderful to have a, a a board of physicians that said get her. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and it wasn't a decision that I'd made lightly, and I'd been looking for that for a long time, you know, or since I, you know, really, um, so it is that type of relationship almost, you know, yeah. it's almost like a marriage, you know, where it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything. My, my wife is my wife because I love everything about her, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, she's her person, the faults, the great stuff, the negative, you know, it all, it's all encompassing, you know, and I wouldn't change, that, you know, that's my person. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. You just adapt an and awesome figure answer. it out together. Yeah. yeah, and we try. We, relationship isn't something talked about in business a lot. And you even mentioned like there's a level of like love and respect mm -hmm. for each other that you have to have. And I think sometimes people feel like that's so cringy to say. But when you think about the amount of time, I mean, Jeff and I are spending eight, ten hours physically, but All our right. minds are always thinking about the practice and thinking about growth. Both of us were terrible. Like nine o'clock at night. Like, hey, I'm yeah, yeah, but. 
we really take that even one level further with our staff, right? These are relationships that we're in with these people. Right. These are, they are humans on the other end. So we have the person and we have the position, and we both really respect that about and our. And you staff can understand well. people more when they have a bad day like that too, because you know them well, right? And you can kind of give them that grace. Oh, absolutely. So I absolutely. like the cop out answer. So that was good. <laughs> that was oh a good. Little ego boost. Is there anything you guys want to plug for socials or organization or anything? Like how can we find you online? Listeners? Yeah, that's how can how we find? How they can book yeah. an appointment if they need or. Yeah, so um, you're still going to schedule an appointment by giving us a call, I think, to um, we have an excellent team behind the phones there waiting to, to help you out, but just giving us a call directly, but we'd love for you to follow us on social media. Um, the team here is also helping us really um, get better with that, and, and I think, too, we talked about this a lot, we want your feedback, right? If you are a patient of ours, if you're someone in the community, if you have feedback, we want you to know that there there's people, right, behind the exam rooms that want to know. We want to know how we can make it better um, and we also plan to continue to serve for a really long time um, I talk a lot about we have a next generation of physicians a lot of people know Dr. Skicheri Dr. Wong right these Dr. Hartman they're physicians that have been with our practice I have some stats on paper that we could just talk about how long you know uh, they've been Dr. Skicheri has been our president since 2004 but we have a whole nother um you know, generation of physicians and providers that want to continue to care for Delaware, and we're excited to kind of keep that growth happening and serve the women and, and people. Yes. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. And I'll, I'll plug you guys. I mean, it's been one yeah. of the best relationships that we've started is, is utilizing high ground. I mean, mm-hmm. our, our social media is fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, everything that you guys have touched or done has been uh, outstanding, first rate, I so excited yeah, our whole forward, rebranding our project whole rebranding yeah. process. um i plug tracy miller for whatever she's running for right now yeah. Yeah, so tracy miller we she, want to say give her she, a, a shout out we she, haven't said anything about her but she for a while was part of this team oh, yes. and we, we love miss, you tracy we do we miss you tracy she made this this relationship happen and yeah. uh and and i am i will be forever grateful because it is fantastic and um i love how you have your family working and uh it's 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 been a great relationship and a wonderful thank you Jeff thank you yeah. and you can see there's a world where Philly fans and Nationals fans can get along that's correct he's <laughs> <laughs> shaking her hand me uh-huh. you always do that no all right so you so I think we're in a good place yes thank you, know, you guys so much thank for you. all of your I appreciate you being on it was very special for me for you guys to be here and thank there's you. things I learned that um, you guys offer that I didn't know you did so that's right, great yeah. right. <laughs> I didn't know and especially the mental health thing is so awesome huge, huge yeah um all right so that was a great episode yes, um awesome. we are wrapping up with another gem of an episode on the creative side of things and if you want to see us um in like visually fi- <laughs> smiling faces i am a watcher of a podcast so you can catch us on you YouTube. can watch his glasses fog up you can see that you can see <laughs> what lauren and jeff look like but if you're a listener and you don't watch podcasts that's fine um, we still want you part of the team. Yeah, so if you're like me and you're always on the go, we have your back. You can tune in on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and even Google Podcasts. Yes, you got them. Oh, we're practically the big four. everywhere. That's right. And so uh, we are everywhere. Uh, we want to be more places, but uh, it starts with you. Thank you, for Right Brainers, for being part of this. We're, we're building a movement. We want to consider creativity as part of your a category in your, in your life, in imagination. That is a part of our brain that is not tapped into often, but you can kind of take a deep breath and, and you can solve problems if you really kind of take a deep breath and, and focus on solutions rather than, than complain. Yeah, and remember that the world does need your creativity. It so does, with that, does. go create something. Go create something. <laughs>